Welcome back to Heart to Heart. I am Bachava Heart, your host. This is going to be a solo episode, and the title I have decided to go with is Happy Holidays, my ho ho hinge face. I thought it was a lot of fun. Ho ho ho, Santa Claus, holidays, all the above. Now, it's funny because I had done a TikTok get ready with me video where I titled my hinge ho face. I just like felt like it went and a few like news articles ended up picking it up a few months later. Like E wrote an article based on my TikTok, but Shava Hearts, hinge ho face. And I was like, great. Like, a guy who I'm going to go on a date with is going to Google my name and see Butch of a Heart Hinge Ho Face. Love that for me. Anyway, I wanted to talk about when I first got onto Hinge and my experience. And I really do feel like calling it a Hinge Ho Face is just the proper term for what I was experiencing. Remember, I shared with you guys that I had no dating experience whatsoever was in a very committed relationship for 10 plus years. So when I started getting into the dating pool, I was honestly really scared to download a dating app because number one, I was scared people would judge me like, oh, you're on a dating app already. I didn't understand how to make a profile. And it just seemed like very intense for me. So I think I waited until like the very end of December to download Hinge. And I believe I downloaded it purely because I was on a two-week family vacation and I needed a distraction for my family, which I love. Now, if anyone has gone through a breakup or is going through a breakup, I don't know what it is, but there's something about being on vacation with your family that makes being alone a little harder if you've previously been in a relationship. I think for me, it was hard to go on family vacations in the beginning because I was so used to having my own person on the family vacation. We shared a room together if we wanted to do an activity. We could do it by ourselves. We weren't tied to my family 24-7. And this time, I was going on this family vacation, sharing a room with my siblings. It was just a really different experience that I hadn't had before, and I really missed having my person that was separate from my family. So that was number one, why it was hard. And I... I think also at that time I had just started getting back into dating. I had maybe gone on like a couple of dates. So I was in that really exciting, fun phase of dating post breakup where you're still pretty miserable that you're no longer in a relationship and you're still getting over your ex, but you're down to have a good time because it feels good to have that fun distraction of getting dressed up for a guy, not knowing how it's going to be. Maybe you're going to have some sexual tension. Maybe you're going to laugh. You can flirt. And I realized that because I, my job in social media, I had to go to all these events, especially in the beginning. I didn't know anybody. And I had to get used to talking to strangers. And I'm not a naturally chatty person. Like if you ask my friends, I'm never going to be the loudest one in the group. Give me some alcohol. I'm a little more chatty but it's not my natural instinct to be the loudest one. And I would never classify myself as shy, but I'm also really good at just not talking and being more of an observer. So when I go to an event, when I first started in social media, I had to go to all these different events and 
I had to put myself out there and introduce myself to strangers and learn how to make small talk, which I had never been good at and had never enjoyed. So I'm so thankful for my job because I think it really set me up for having a successful dating life in the sense of meeting new people doesn't scare me. I have friends who will go on a first date and they're nervous. What if it's awkward? And for me, I'm very chill about it because I know that I, if I needed to, I could talk to a wall and I don't specifically enjoy that, but I'm comfortable doing it and I can do it. I've definitely been on my fair share of dates where it is painful because the guys are giving me nothing to work with and I have to pull teeth to make conversation and I never enjoy those dates, but I could get through it. It's not like there's an awkward silence. There have been times where I'm just not in the mood of talking anymore and I'll just let the silence sit there for a little bit just to see if they'll get uncomfortable enough to think of something to say to me and I end up usually breaking the silence because I'm so uncomfortable. So it's easy to know though like that those guys wouldn't work for me because I need someone who can have a conversation and it's something that I'm very aware of when I am going on a first date. Is the guy having a good conversation? Is he a good conversationalist? Is he able to keep up? Is he asking me questions about me? I think that's something that I have become more aware of because I know that I'm great at asking questions and letting the person talk about themselves, which are usually a little bit more comfortable than asking me questions. I've definitely had moments where guys are like, is this an interview? And I'm like, no, I'm like, just trying to get to know you a little better. Obviously, if they're a good conversationalist, it won't feel like an interview will be a back and forth conversation. It's the guys who have nothing to say or don't know how to ask questions and only know how to talk about themselves, that that becomes more apparent. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I go with my family to South America for the holidays and I decide to download Hinge. Making the profile, like, thank God I do content. I have plenty of photos of myself. At the end of the episode, I'll talk about how to make a good Hinge profile. But making the profile was fine. And then I was like, ooh, this is fun swiping because I had never been on a dating app before because when I started dating my ex dating apps didn't exist or even if they did I was talking to someone I met through a family friend so like there's no reason for me ever to be on a dating app and I always found them really intriguing it was fun it was like an activity for me to do every day I'd be able to get 10 likes and I was just busy on the apps it was my activity while I was bored or doing something it kept me occupied and it was fun to have easy light conversation with guys on the app because I think everyone was kind of in a similar boat around the holidays. If you start talking to someone over the holidays, it's usually because they're with their friends or their family and they have a lot of downtime and they're available to start chatting with you even if they're in another country and you can't actually go on a date. So I started banking all of these numbers. So I would save everyone's number as, let's say, John. John H. John Hinge. 
So I knew when I came back, if they would reach out, like this is, they're from Hinge. I also downloaded Raya and I would save their names as blank Raya. So I knew which app that I could look at their profile again. It was fun to start talking to people. When I came back to New York, I had a nice amount of people that I had like tentatively set up dates with. And I just started going out. I think it's really important for anybody getting out of a relationship to go through a hinge hoe phase or a dating phase where you're going on a lot of dates. Now, let me specify hinge hoe. When I say hoe, I don't mean like sleeping around. I mean going out with people. You should be putting yourself out there, meeting different types of people, seeing if maybe you want to try something different. Now, like I always thought I had a specific type. I'm going to be honest. My type is pretty much the same. But for some people, you know, like I was in, thank God, a very successful 10-year relationship. I want someone similar to that experience that I had. So I think if you maybe were in a relationship where things really weren't working out, not like you didn't want the same kind of future, you may need to switch what you want. So it's important to go out with people from different backgrounds. And when I first started going out on dates, I knew that I was extremely emotionally unavailable. I was not looking to settle down with anybody at all. So I was, I wasn't picky at all. I was like, I'm going out with attractive people. I'm going out with people who I don't really care what kind of job they have or what their background is, if they're Jewish, if they're not Jewish. It didn't really matter to me because I was just like, I want to meet people. I want to get out there and see if there is a different kind of person that I want. I think that's important to experience try different things. So I would definitely say if you are going through a breakup and you get to the point where you're ready to put yourself out there, get yourself busy. It's a great distraction. It's a great way to help yourself get over your ex and move on and learn to be independent. Actually, really funny, like my mom, I remember while I was away, she knew whenever I was texting a boy because she's like, you would be smiling. And then you were happier. And I'm not saying that your happiness should definitely shouldn't come from being in a relationship or come from talking to a boy. But when I was really miserable going through my breakup, whatever would make me smile, great, beautiful. Let me invest my time in this as well. So it's not a fix at all, but it's a great distraction. I had some fun times when I was in Brazil. I matched with this guy in Raya to this day, probably the most beautiful man I've ever gone out with. Just like drop dead gorgeous. Super full of himself, which I know now if I've ever gone out with a really attractive person, they're not someone I would ever want to date because people, specifically men, I think that are really attractive are generally assholes. I'm not saying that as a, I think that's a rule, but there's going to always be outliers. Maybe there are some really beautiful men that are also genuine and kind. This guy was smart, successful, beautiful. So he had a huge ego, but I didn't care. I wasn't looking for anything serious. And I remember we were both in like a similar place in Brazil. And I was like in the middle of nowhere, Brazil. And we match and I was like, I'm leaving in two days. And he's like, oh, I only get here tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, okay, like no big deal. And he's like, let's let's go out the night I get there. And I'm like, okay. I look on the map at like where the main city would be where we would meet and it's like over an hour away and I say to my mom like no it's not gonna work out because she was excited for me she's like yay you'll be in a great mood if you go meet a boy and you'll be happier like go do it and I'm like it's far away 
So she's like, not a big deal. Like, I'll hire a driver. We'll take a translator for you. Because he was American. Like, I wouldn't have gone out on a date with someone foreign in a foreign country. Especially, like, a, like Brazil could be kind of dangerous. So she's like, I'm going to bring some a translator with you who has your location. You need to check in with them. So they'll be right outside the restaurant where you meet for your date. They can come get you. I, I tell this guy that I'm staying like 15 minutes away because I don't want him to know that I'm literally traveling an hour to go on a fucking date with him. We meet for drinks. We had a great conversation. Really interesting guy. Super egotistical. But I learned about his family background, his job, his previous relationship. As I said, I'm really good at asking questions. And I definitely felt like, a uh, deep enough like emotional connection to him that I was like physically attracted to him because I'm I've tried I'm just not like a one night stand girl I'm happy I had that one night stand experience but I felt like I had like a full-blown date before it even if it wasn't an official date he's like oh my friends are all at this club we should go so we have like the driver from my hotel take us to this next place and I was just like, I was ready to have some fun. It was just a, it was a fun, fun time that night. And then I had my driver drive me back home late in the evening, the wee hours, came back, felt great, had a fun experience. And it was just a very carefree time. I was saying this to my friends earlier that last December, I had more sex than I've had in the past six months. And they're like, oh, you can like, I'm sure next year I'll be better for you. Like everyone's traveling. And I'm like, no, like it's not that I can't have sex if I wanted to, like I could, but I'm just in a very different mindset right now than I was last year. Last year, I was looking to have fun, meet new people, have new experiences. And this year I'm only gonna sleep with someone if I really fucking want to, because I either see a possibility of something that was a Raya story. I also went on a date in Rio with this guy from Hinge. Ended up making out in like a janitor closet. And like the hotel staff came in and looked at us and were like, hi. So that was fun too. So I just like had a lot of fun and I met some interesting people looking back at that time. And even if you guys watch my family show when we're filming, it's like February, March time. I'm talking about dating. My aura was just like out there living my best life. And I'm so happy that I had that experience. And sometimes I look back at myself then and I'm like, you are so fucking cool. You did not give a fuck about any anything, anybody, anyone. You are just living your best life. But I'm also really happy that I went through that stage. I'm just in a meaningful place now. Like I've tried a lot and I know that when the right person comes along, I'm not going to look back at my single time and be like, oh, I wish I would have gone out more or seen more people like I can confidently say I put myself out there I've gone on enough dates that when I meet someone that I actually like I'm gonna know I actually like them it's not just because I am lonely or they're interesting like I know the difference because I've been out there and I've gone on enough dates January February March maybe I would go on like a couple of dates a week probably whenever I had free time I was meeting new people and there were a couple of people that I saw a couple of times but for the most part like I wasn't looking for anything serious and I was very upfront about that so I do think that it never like got past a certain point because I wasn't emotionally available and 
either they weren't or they wanted something more serious. And I was like, this is where I'm at. I just became single. It's actually funny because I went to a birthday in June and I saw this guy that I had gone out with in February. I think we went on two dates. So nothing like two or three, maybe three dates. I don't remember. He was like, so how are you? Where are you? And he was like, I think he was trying to get a feel of like, was I emotionally available right now? Like, am I dated? I said, I'm single. He's like, so what are you looking for? And he was asking me all these questions. And I'm like, why are you so interested about like where my mental headspace is being open to a relationship now? And he's like, oh, okay, like, good to know. And I was like, why? So he said that he had we had gone out on a couple of dates. He came over, we slept together. And after we went downstairs and I asked him if he wanted a drink, if he was hungry, offered him a cookie. And I was basically like, here's a cookie. You can go. And I apologized to him because I'm like, I'm so sorry. Looking back now, I don't think I realized in that moment, like I knew I wasn't looking for anything serious, but I didn't realize that I was being like the definition of a fuck boy as a girl. Like I just did not give a fuck. So I try to remind myself of that version of me last year that if I'm going out with a guy he seems to be emotionally unavailable that it's not a me thing I do believe that fuck boys once they meet the right person they can change I don't think once a fuck boy always a fuck boy but I do try to remind myself that a lot of times it's not personal like this guy was super sweet I ended up going out on a couple of more dates with him realized he's not my person. I do think that a lot of times if something doesn't work out and the person's emotionally unavailable, like it doesn't have to do with you. Don't take it so personally because it could really just be a them thing. They're not available for anything more serious. And I've been trying to internalize that a little bit more because I did go out with one or two fuckboys and it's really not a fun experience if you're the one who actually likes them. So I do feel bad for the people who I did go on dates with that were maybe looking for something a little bit more. But I don't think that I ever got far enough with anyone. Like I never got past date two or three with someone who, and I, w- I feel like I was generally upfront. Like I just became single, so I'm not available. The problem with guys is that they won't be honest with you and they'll be like, oh yeah, I could be open to something. And then you decide to catch feelings or you start catching feelings and then they're like, oh, I'm out of here. And they don't communicate that to you. So I think the difference with me was that I was saying I wasn't available and acting that way, but maybe they weren't, these guys weren't used to a girl doing the same thing back, if that makes sense. Once I had gone through the dating period where I was going on a bunch of dates, Then I kind of like got a little exhausted because it is exhausting to meet new people and have the same conversation over and over and over again. Where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to school? How many siblings do you have? What do you do for work? What do you do for fun? Blah, 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 blah. So in the beginning, it was so fun to meet all these new people. Then it was really draining and I needed a break. So I took a little bit of a break. Then I would get bored and I like guys and I like male attention and I like sex. So I'd have to put myself back out there. So what I would do is I would take a break and then I would go back on Hinge and I would just match with a bunch of people and set myself up with like a week of like back to back dates, like two dates a night, like go on five to seven dates in one week. Hopefully one or two of those people I would want to see again, hopefully, sometimes not. And then I would be good for like a couple of weeks and then I would do recycle again because as I've said, have yet to go out with anyone really like long term. I really haven't gone past like a couple of dates with anyone. I just haven't found anyone that I connect with. I think now I've kind of perfected it. If I am going to do a back to back date, 
I'll do like an early happy hour and then a later drink because I've gotten myself in the pickle where I once did two drink dates and I didn't look up the locations before. So when I'm walking to the first date, I like put in where the second date is. I see that they're next door to each other and I'm like, oh my God, I am going to go on a date with this guy. He's going to walk out with me. The other guy's going to be walking into the other place. We're going to see each other. He's going to know that I've, not that it's wrong for me to go on dates with other people. Like these are all first dates. It's not a big deal. I'm not doing anything wrong. It's just like, if I saw a guy doing that, I would probably feel uncomfortable. And so I was like, shit, like, what do I do? And they were back to back. So let's say one was at seven and the other one was at 8.30, okay? So I didn't give myself like any leeway amount of time because my thought process is for a first date, you give someone an hour and a half. If you're having a good time, great. You want to see them again. If you're not having a good time, you have an easy out. You didn't waste your time. You have somewhere else to be, plan a dinner, plan a drinks, go on another date, whatever it is. At let's say eight o'clock, I say, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize my dinner is farther away. Like, do you mind if we get the check now? And he was like, oh, I can share an Uber with you to the restaurant because I made up that it was somewhere else. And I'm like, no, it's fine. It's in the opposite direction. Don't worry about it. I call my car. Thank God the check hadn't come back. And I do feel bad. Like I would never leave a guy with a check. Like it is a rude thing to leave early. But I'm like, I'm so, so sorry. Like my Uber's outside. I literally called an Uber to drive me around the block because I thought he would put me in the car. And then I would go to the next place, just drive around the block. And hopefully he would be gone by the time I got back. But thankfully, since the check came late, I just canceled the Uber and walked next door and got to my second date early. But after that happened, I said, I will never do that again because I just had so much anxiety throughout the first date and I felt bad for the guy that I was going out with, like that I wasn't really present. I didn't end up going out with him again, not because of that, just he wasn't the right match for me. It just takes like a lot of energy to put yourself out there. And that's why I would do like go on a bunch of dates in one week because I would just psych myself up to meet new people and then hoping that I'll meet someone that I like and I want to see again. Now, fast forward, I've been single over a year. I've been on the apps for a year. My New Year's resolution is to delete Hinge because I feel like I am over dating apps. I am manifesting that I am going to be meeting someone organically or through a friend. That is my new take. Definitely believe that you can find your match on Hinge. I've experienced my share of dating apps. I put myself out there really well. I gave so many people a chance. Like my friends are like, you need to be more, like do more research before you go on a date. And I'm like, I'll meet the person and I'll decide. So I think that I've given enough people on the apps a chance. And it's just time for me to invest my time more in in in-person dating. But if you are first single, Hinge is a great way to meet people. I know people who have met their life partners on Hinge. I definitely think it works. I just feel like it may not be the place for me to meet someone because I feel like I've met everyone that I would actually want to go on a date with. Let's talk about how to make a good Hinge profile or dating app profile. I think it's really important to make a profile, like obviously choose the pictures that kind of share your personality. If you like food, if you like travel, if you like fashion, show that you have friends, show that you have family, those kinds of things. Don't do mirror selfies. 
They don't really give off. Don't post with filters. You can't really tell what you look like. Make your prompts something that people can respond to. Write a conversation starter. I think it's really good to do a do you agree or disagree or two truths and a lie or hallmark of a good relationship. Like something that people can respond to that would be able to start a conversation. That's number one. Like I have on my dating app profile, it's do you agree or disagree? It's always better to be hot than cold. That's something that I get so many responses on because, you know, I'm able to talk about that I like warm weather and they can say I agree or disagree and then we can start a conversation based on that. I also have two truths and a lie. I went skydiving. I'm a middle child and I love chicken fingers. So obviously I'm an oldest. So they can comment if I like chicken fingers. They know I like food. Been skydiving. That talked about travel. It's just like things that people can respond to and start a conversation over. That is going to be your best bet. They won't have to say hi because there's nothing to respond to. They can be like, oh, you must be a middle child. Something like that. Now, when you are liking someone's profile, don't just heart the profile because that's doing nothing. Like it's the same thing. Respond with a question or comment on a photo. Be the one to start the conversation, even as a girl. I think that it's important for you to start the conversation. If you respond to their prompt and then they give you nothing, okay, that's on them. But at least you put yourself out there for them to initiate the conversation and keep it going. Those are my main tips. Have a good diverse amount of photos, have good prompts for yourself, and respond to prompts. Do not just like. Start the conversation. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Moving on to follow your heart segment. One of the questions I received was, why did you feel like it was so necessary to be sleeping around after your divorce? Now, I don't like the term sleeping around because I feel like it has a really derogatory feeling to it. I don't think that I slept around at all. I think all of the sexual experiences I had were thought out that I made sure I was comfortable with, that I wanted to experience. I just think that it's like has a negative connotation. So I don't like the word sleeping around. That it is important to put yourself out there and know yourself. Like some people know that if they have sex with someone, then they're going to feel an emotional attachment to them or they'll catch feelings even if they're someone they would never go for. So I think it's really important to know yourself. For me, I know that I can separate physical and emotional, but that doesn't mean like where I am right now, I don't want to just sleep with someone. I wanted to have a little bit more meaning. Understand where you're at in that phase, but I do think it is so important to have those experiences so that when you do meet the right person, you'll look back and be like, I know you're the right person because I've done this with so many people and it didn't work out and I didn't feel anything for them. So the fact that I have feelings for you just instills in me that this is the right decision. So I think it's just important to have multiple experiences. Whenever you make a decision to commit to someone, you know that it's the right choice. I think it's interesting when you become single, you go through dating phases. So I feel like I started off in my hinge hoe phase. Then I moved into my 
dating around phase, which is a little bit more low key. Then I moved into my, oh, am I available for an actual relationship phase? Because I met someone that I liked. They didn't like me back. So that was really sucky. And then I started going out with someone who liked me a lot. And I was like, oh, shit, like I'm not actually available for a relationship. And then you get into your, you know what, I'm not going to just go on a date to go on a date. And that is the phase that I'm currently in now. Now I do my research. Now I ask my questions because I don't want to waste my time. And I feel like I've dated around enough that now I'm in the phase of dating where I'm going to go out with someone because I really feel like there's something there. Or, and that's why I feel like meeting in real life or being set up by someone is the phase that I'm in because when you meet someone in real life, you can like know immediately if there's someone that you could connect with. I just think it's like a great way to meet. I do feel like it's harder to meet people that way and it's less. And there are times like in the past month, like I've maybe gone on one or two dates because I'm just being more selective. And sometimes I overthink that and I'm like, is this the right choice for me? But I think that I have to listen to my gut and my gut right now is telling me that I'm looking for something real. And I feel like until you make that decision that you're looking for something real and authentic, if you just like keep on going on so many dates, then you're not really giving that an opportunity to like really invest your time. So now I'm in the invest my time in something real phase. And it's a little bit hard to be in because it's not as fun because, you know, it's fun to like go out and get dressed up and meet new people. I've had people say to me, oh, wow, dating in New York must be so hard. And my response to them is always it is a numbers game. If you want to meet people, there are people to go on dates with. But you may have to go on those eight dates to find one person that you want to see again. So don't get discouraged if you are single. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to myself. It's a numbers game. You will find your person in the right time. And just know that you just need to put yourself out there. Because if you sit back, relax, and feel like people are going to come to you, that's not going to work. So my new tactic now is when I meet new people, I say, I'm single. This is what I'm looking for. Do you have any friends you could set me up with? And I'm making a real effort to put myself out there in a different way. Before I was making an effort to put myself out there on dating apps. Now I'm making an effort to put myself out there with people. And when I'm trying to diversify the places that I go, trying out different bars or different places and having the courage to walk up to someone and say hi to them and start a conversation with them. Put yourself out there in whatever regard that is, because sitting at home and complaining about there's no one to date is just not true. Like there are plenty of people to date. You just need to make the effort to go on dates. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Heart to Heart. Make sure to like, comment, follow. You can listen to this podcast. Anywhere podcasts are available, make sure to follow me on Instagram, TikTok, at Bachava Heart, and at Heart to Heart, and send in your follow your heart questions. Until next time.